0: I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners, and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be
1: complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location. And oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions. Anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening.
0: Hey everyone! Welcome to episode thirty-eight of the Independent Agent. Justin's got his ultra
1: and a couple of
0: cucumba. A what?
1: <laughs> cucumba. Wow. You got on my case, but now you're just butchering words. Cucumbers. Yeah, I, it was very difficult to understand. Yeah, have you seen that song that the
0: guy sings a cucumber song? No. Can I, you sing it for me? No, but he does. He he he's got like a Jamaican accent, and he sings all about the benefits of a cucumber. No, but like in a Jamaican accent. And he calls it cucumber. Sing the song. Yeah, I'll, we'll find it. All you right. guys should find the cucumber song.
1: What are we drinking today?
0: What are we drinking today? I forgot the name of oh, it was called a deep cleanse. Yes, we're drinking a deep cleanse today. What's uh, the
1: result of the deep cleanse? Is it you'll find out is how it, how it like phospho soda? Like a liter of cola? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever had a colonoscopy <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Phosphosoda is what they give you prior to so that you're all good.
0: <laughs> With that visual in mind, a deep cleanse is gin, muddled cucumber, aloe juice, a little bit of simple syrup,
1: and a spritz of lime. All right. It kind of like I was, I was wondering how I was going to go on it. It, the lingering actually kind of finally, the flavors hit it you. It feels
0: like you're drinking a drink that you drink at a spa, mm-hmm. you know? It needs to be colder, though. Yeah. So it's probably because I made it like 15 minutes ago. It's actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, like that it's a refreshing drink I think I would have, yeah, at a go, get a massage. Right. Not that any place is open anymore, but if – I'm going to keep harping on this. I know you are. Maybe the governor will hear me. Yeah.
0: You know what I want to try? One of my fraternity brothers started a liquor company and it's an aloe liquor and it's called Chiron. And it's like used in all these really high end bars now. And I haven't tried it. But because this is aloe, I was looking in the grocery store for some kinda I I walked up to the guy at like the juice stand and I was like, Do you guys have aloe juice? He's like, Oh yeah, it's right. I'd never even heard of aloe juice. So Do you not have an
1: aloe plant in your home? All I
0: can think about is our brother in law, right?
1: Hey, he, he grows aloe plants, and so we got free ones.
0: Jose Guadalupe Miramontes. Yes. Yes. He grows like the real things of these that we have. No, they can't see that. The camera's not showing
1: that. It's what a miracle a- plant and a miracle drink. Yeah.
0: Oh, also, so I'm back in a button down today because mm-hmm. I got all those t shirts. And Haley's basically determined that I'm like a three-year-old, she's like, every single t-shirt of yours is stained. Like I have to like, <laughs> she's like, I'm oxy cleaning, spot cleaning every single one of them. So I might have to like reorder <laughs> Billabong if she can't get them out. Okay, so, how much do you spend on a t-shirt though? Or the Billabong ones? They were like 12 bucks, 14 bucks, something like that.
1: My new cap is about six dollars and fifty cents.
0: Yeah. And and you don't spill on yours. You could pre- well
1: you, you might spill sriracha on that one and not know it. This is true. I actually, though, when we've done deep frying something and the oil splatter. Do, you, not, do you, not,
0: you, you know that that's the sriracha bottle?
1: What's that? On your shirt, Yes, right? okay. Just making
0: sure. Yes, I
1: know. But yeah, when we've deep fried, I've noticed stains, splatters on my shirt. Mm. Have you looked up what that actually says? Yes. Have you? I know exactly what it
0: says. What does it say?
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I I don't want to appear
0: uneducated. Is, oh well, yeah, we're we're definitely uneducated. Do you, can you read it? No, but I'm assuming it's Chinese characters, right? Uh, yes, but it's it's like I, I, is is it so? There's Mandarin and Cantonese, but are those the spoken ones or the written ones, or are they one and the same?
1: Mandarin is written and spoken, and Cantonese, I only know that because of Wayne's World. We need to watch that again. Yes. I'm in Delaware. (laughs) Delaware.
0: (laughs) All right. You were going to say something about what that said.
1: Oh, I was going to talk about when Americans get tattoos with, like, foreign languages, like the the Chinese lettering on their Uh arms, right? And have you ever seen the videos where, like... People overseas will make fun of Americans and, like, the, the Chinese person will put, like, dog or cat or toast tattooed. <laughs> in.
0: No, I have Yes.
1: So it's pretty funny. So, anywho, we have questions today. Question number one. We're having a performance issue with one of our producers and can't seem to get them on the right track. What part... Why don't you whisper a little bit quieter? Sorry. The we can't We can't seem to get them on the right track. What part of the sales process do you think we should be monitoring and how would you suggest going about it without micromanaging? Also, are there any tools you suggest agencies should be utilizing to aid in this process?
0: I get it. Producers are tough. We've had successful producers and we've had those who are not successful and then we've had ones that are have have seasons where they're really struggling and then make a turnaround and then opposite that as well so first i would see if it's a seasonal thing, if it's, it's a, a slump, if you were. So has he or she been successful for an extended period of time? And then now they're falling short? Or have they just been slowly on the decline? And this is just kind of writing on the wall? I guess you said him. So it's a him. I really think that you need to focus on what they're doing to fill their pipeline and how they're filling their pipeline. The way that I've always won business is... It's a numbers game, and you got to be really aggressive and hyper-responsive. Obviously, you have to know what the heck you're talking about and and be able to achieve the the goal of whether it's saving the mine or improving their coverage or bettering service, whatever it needs to be. But the biggest problem I see is that people don't always have a pipeline full. If that's not full, you're really going to have issues. Because even if you're closing business on a smaller selection of them or at a higher rate, but on a smaller selection, you're never going to really be able to get to the point where you need to to fulfill your quota. So I would check pipeline, but really, how are they generating that pipeline? If it's all from one source, like we had that problem for a long time. We got to a spot where email marketing was so highly effective for us, we stopped any other kind of marketing, including a lot of the in-person stuff. And then when email marketing stopped working, our business got hit. So they may have just been doing it the same way to the same audience over and over and over again. And we just need to shift the approach and how they're going after that business. So I would say, make sure they have a full pipeline, but how they're filling that pipeline is the two most important things I would think.
1: I think... When you're saying a performance issue, my gut is telling me that you're talking about revenue brought into the agency. And if that is your measuring stick and you're not measuring the rest of the process, you've got a problem. Because you have to take a look at, okay, where's their time spent overall? And on the prospecting side, how much time are they spending? What dollars of the agency is it costing? And then you know, from prospect to a lead or you're prospecting into to like a genuine lead who has interest, what does that look like? What are they doing on building the relationship? So you're looking at each part of the process when it's cold, when it's warmer, when it's really warm, when maybe you're giving a presentation, and then ultimately whether or not they close the deal. And you have to look at each one individually and really assess how they're doing in that regard. And And so you have to have... barometer of sorts, right? So if you have other producers at the agency, you can then compare against, well, the other producers are closing this percentage of deals. The other producers have this many in our pipeline. So you have to have a measuring stick to compare them to. So you need data across the board, but then you also need tools available at each step of the process. So if... You're an agency that says, hey, he's meeting tons of people. We get to the presentation stage, but he can't seem to get past there. Do you have any collateral for this producer? What have you invested in as an agency in terms of a presentation? I'm not a big swag person. Other people are. What type of leave-behinds do you have there? What have you invested on that end? And then when it comes to proposing, well, Are they not successful because your pricing wasn't good or because they didn't establish the rules of the game that when they talk to the insured, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, that's enough to earn your business. Even after the other broker comes back begging and pleading, you can fire them, right? Okay, we're good with that conversation. So have you had those type of discussions? Are those frameworks in place so that every time your producer submits a piece of business, you can be rest assured that those are tackled because then you eliminate all these variables and you can pinpoint the area that they're struggling in. With regard to resources, that's a very general question. What type of resources are you talking about? Resources out there that can, you know, lead you to have some, let's say, safety meeting minutes, or are you looking for? resources to monitor their progress like a salesforce or any you know other CRM system are you looking at resources that could help them as far as leave behind those are each separate categories i can tell you that i do think having an effective presentation has become more critical overall because now everyone has a way to access markets. So you need a way to differentiate. So if that isn't polished, if that isn't down to what your core values are and what what actual value your services will provide to the user, if you can't articulate that, and if if you haven't spent any time rehearsing with your team members through that process, that's an obvious place to start. So start with understanding each component of the process, Get data, even before correcting that one individual, if you don't have data on everybody else, I su- suggest get data on everybody else because you may find that you have multiple people with this problem, and then you can attack each one individually and see what the impact is on the agency overall over time and what they ultimately do as far as an individual if they course correct, and it's all a data-driven experience. Cool.
0: I know you're excited. I, I got. I just just... There was a lot of words in there, man. I use a lot of words. A lot of words. I'm a, a small guy
1: with lots of words. <laughs> I have so many comments. <laughs>
0: 2020 has been tough for growth, but the agency where I work has decided not to adjust production goals. I have asked to buy LeadList to generate more business, but the agency is saying no based on poor experience in the past. What are your thoughts on lead list?
1: Why don't you start on this one? Yeah, I...
0: Depends. Are you personal lines or commercial lines? That was not dictated. I think personal lines are probably better. But they here's the thing. Regardless of what they are, are you talking about lead lists that are? Hey, I insure contractors. Here is a list in my locale based on X state and phone. Here's the emails and phone numbers. Now I can start hammering them. I think those are vital. I don't know how you operate without some kind of knowledge of who your prospect demographic is in the area in terms of lead lists that are like incoming it really depends if they are exclusive or semi-exclusive or virtually free and get sold to just zillions of people out there which you have really no shot anyway so i would say if they are if they're able to be exclusive to you they're probably reasonably valuable but i think probably far more so on the personal line side than the commercial line side. I think that most people on a commercial line side who are going to fill out one of those are probably smaller. And now maybe you're going after smaller type people, but I think more established businesses will seek other businesses in their arena that they'll go to and say, Hey, do you have someone you recommend that they'll talk to ahead of time before filling out a form? Because it's one thing... Like myself personally, if I'm going to go fill out a form online, you know right away if this is one of those forms that's going to lead you to be sent to like 70 people, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to get all these phone calls. No one wants that. If I think I'm filling out a form and it's going to one proprietary company, I might do that, right? So, But, but I'm telling you, if there is someone that I know who might know someone, I'm always going that route first. So I just say, be careful on that. But I think on personal line side, it's probably a lot safer of a bet if you can you know, manage how many people that lead goes to.
1: I agree on the personal line side. And in particular, if you have mechanisms in place that immediately upon the lead coming into the office, maybe there's, and I butcher this stuff all day long, but the API trigger where, it comes in immediately, a series of events happen, and within 30 seconds, an email is shot to that individual directly from your agency. Because if it's a lead that's sold to five people, you've got to be first there. And then is your team going to pick up the phone right then and there at the same time before someone else does? So that response time becomes critical. So is it a lead that's shared with people or is it an individual? And what are you willing to commit to technology-wise to ensure that you're the first one connecting with them once they've completed the form? Well, and think
0: about it. When someone's filling something out, the best time, they're obviously thinking about it right then. So if you can get back to them within 30 seconds, a minute, etc., that's when they're going to want to talk about it and when they're ready and prepared to talk about it. So if it's something where you're going to follow up with them an hour or two later, it's probably not great unless it is some random large commercial i i I don't know i mean i just don't see the larger employers you know filling out these forms
1: but many years ago before your time we used to do direct mail and had these direct response postcards and they would fill out their x dates and say call me on this date and i'd go and do that so some people do that. I just think the person that's willing to do that is also the person who has no problem working five people against each other and ultimately doesn't have that loyalty to you. And because I don't like losing and wasting my time, I would probably steer away from it on a commercial. Line, yeah, like, Justin's
0: the guy. He doesn't play a game unless he knows he's going to win.
1: And I've won a lot lately, have So he I? doesn't
0: play a lot of games.
1: I have won a lot lately, right? Like, fine. oh, easy, easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs>
0: Justin's been kicking my ass on the golf course for the past five weeks. Um, Can we
1: talk about my epic comeback?
0: God, it was such a disappointment. I was playing like trash, like trash for the first six holes. And then I went par birdie birdie. Well, actually, the birdie didn't drop because the inverted pin thing, but it was really a birdie. And I came back. I was down three. We played match play. I was down three, brought it back. I was all the way up three into the back side. Justin came through all the
1: way in the end to finish and beat me by one. Down three with five holes to play. I dug deep, came up with a W for... Uh, I even
0: dropped like a 25-foot birdie putt on 15 to push him and still didn't matter.
1: So on a winning streak, I like to win. So If it's leads and it's commercial side of things, I still argue, what are you going to spend your time chasing? And if you're chasing leads that have no relationship, I would rather somebody go and ask for referrals or develop your own content marketing so that it's not the lead generation site that provided some value and so their loyalty, if there's any, is to them. I'd rather it be, I'm pumping you content marketing, content marketing out, and eventually you fill out a form and say, hey, talk to me about my insurance. And then I reach out because I've provided you some value and you might see that there's some valuable exchange that could take place past that. So I'm not a big proponent of it. And I'd much rather you save the money or invest it differently to have a better return with something that I think will actually build some type of brand overall. Truth. All right. Cool.
0: Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, As always, if you have drinks, send them to Jordan at Total CSR. If you have questions, Justin at Total CSR. And if you get around to it, we'd love you to review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you are listening to your podcast. And make this drink. If you're looking for a spa day, make this drink. It was pretty tasty. So that's all I got. All right. Cheers.